podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Total Wine & More is a wonderland to explore. Thousands of wines and spirits, unexpected pairings and great gifts. Low prices and helpful guides. Make the holidays magical at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, be 21. This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com slash terms for more details. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Touchline Fracker. Oh, Seb, good to see you, brother. Uh, this evening I'm joined by a nice little panel, unique mix. Not had the, this this collection of gentlemen before. Go around and introduce all of you, but the listeners should know every single one of you pretty well at this point. Lewis, how you doing, mate? How you doing, fella? I see, I see you're taking the spot again. Um, listen, let's just, just have this out early on, yeah? The last time I was hosting and you came on, you were trying to backseat host. So I just want you to very clearly accept that today you're on as a panellist and we just want your opinions, yeah? Listen, and, I'm here. <laughs> Even I'm here to enjoy the show, eat my yeah. shepherd's pie. Yeah, We're still eating that. yeah, yeah. Still, still, still eating it. You know, I, I like to eat slowly. Yeah, yeah. shepherd's pie. Enjoy, and shit enjoy on, my yeah. food. You know, I respect that. Shepherd's pie and shit oil. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, can, no, you, no. <laughs> can we get can we get that recipe on the main account, please? That would be that would be great, man. On the touchline. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll talk to me bird. I'll talk to me bird. I respect <laughs> that. Uh, Ellis, how you doing? Nursing the hangover, I right yeah. Hey. You're, you're nursing a hangover right here. You're saying something like that, man. You're something like that. It's either hangover or it's not, mate. Wait. <laughs> 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 Ellis, Ellis looks like his newborn has been keeping him up for the last 10 nights. Bro, your boy's tired there, man. <laughs> hey, bro. I don't know how you guys are getting in situations where you're tired when you... Listen, that's for off, after the pod, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Jermaine, how you doing, man? All good, brother. What are you saying? Good. Yeah, we're, we're good, man. You recovered from yesterday's yesterday's discussion, yeah? <laughs> yeah. We won't, we won't talk on that. We'll, we'll save that for after the podcast. I've got news. I've got news. I've got news about, about that guy today. <laughs> 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 uh, Seb, how's it going, mate? Yeah, I'm here, man. Just uh, fresh off a of victory from Winston Churchill FC yesterday. So... <laughs> 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 Fucking loving it, mate. They won home and away, mate. They won home and away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Both legs. laughs> 
you'll have to, you'll have to see it. Uh, so before we get into the main point, I just wanted to take an opportunity to remind our listeners of all the things we've got going on at the moment. As you all know, all the pods are now uploaded onto our YouTube channel. So if you haven't watched, get on the YouTube, subscribe. You can, you can watch the pods. I know uh, sometimes when we're, we're talking over each other, it can be difficult to listen. So you've got that option there. Make sure you use it. Second thing, our Discord community. Already about 200 of you have joined in about a week and a half. So I want to thank you all for that. But I just want to mention that the Discord community is there. It's an opportunity for us to talk, discuss, and just kind of unite as one. Starting from Wednesday, we're going to be doing something called Touchline Live on the Discord, which is essentially watching matches live. And we'll be having football conversations among ourselves and with you. We had a little practice run yesterday uh, during the Inter-Napoli match. A couple of Chelsea boys, the Woyo boys, Jermaine Mees and Dan, got a bit rowdy, got a bit shirty. Got a bit shirty, but all in all, I'd say it was a, a, was a fun experience. So as many of you as can join, that would be great. We'll, we'll be starting from the uh, City and Arsenal match on Wednesday. I'm not expecting that to be memorable at all. So <laughs> we'll, go from, we'll, we'll go from there. And um, yeah, just keep joining the conversation using the hashtag, sharing our podcast with your friends who support different um, pods. And yeah, thank you very much for your support thus far. So with that being said, lads, this is the pods before the return. The return of the empire. Um, how are we feeling? It's been so long. It's been so long that guys like Luis Suarez, who had long-term injuries, are back now. Like, that's how long we've, we've been out. Like Barca, they got Braithwaite to replace Suarez because he was injured. Suarez came off the bench yesterday, so <laughs> how are we feeling? They spent like 20 mil on, <laughs> on Martin Braithwaite for no reason. <laughs> yeah, they, they couldn't have predicted. Obviously, we've got a, a mix of fans here. We've got uh, Arsenal fan Lewis. They're not really playing for anything at this point, are you? Uh, <laughs> Ellis, uh, you're, you're, you're fighting for this. Well, you're not fighting for the title. You're basically, your coronation's coming. And then we've got uh, United and uh, Chelsea fans who are fighting for that uh, top four spot so what are you guys looking forward to we are fighting for something actually i mean a, a lot of it depends on you know whether man city are going to be held responsible for their crimes against humanity yeah mm-hmm. i mean if if you have got any balls then yeah we are fighting for something but it, it, you know if, if they don't then obviously we're uh you've seen them lawyers man yeah we're fighting they, for that for that <sighs> yeah Listen, you, don't, you don't want to go yeah, up against they, that man no, no, I, I don't personally. No, <laughs> I, I've, I've had my run-ins with the, uh, with the old law, with the old federales, and uh, don't like the look of it. Fair enough, fair enough. So yeah, we, you... we, we saw we saw you yesterday, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Getting ducked down, boy. Uh, probably was my brother still. But uh, yeah, was that was a say? good setup. That was a good setup from me, Seb. Yeah, I was waiting for someone to to do something, but thanks, yeah, Seb. Yeah. So let's say okay, let's say we've got two scenarios here, Lewis. Let's say in a world where City's ban doesn't get upheld, what are you looking for for the rest of the season from Arsenal? I think, um, obviously, we're looking for more, um, more detail and more information on what Arteta is going to do and, and what exactly he's about. Because I think, how many games has Arteta been in charge for? Maybe about 10 games, is it? And it's been an, it's been an interesting 10 games. Nothing spectacular, but we haven't lost which is, you know, that's always a, a good sign. But I think we're looking for a bit more, um, the next phase now. Um, so I think that's, um, that's what we're looking for, first and foremost. Um, obviously, if 
Um, oh, bloody hell. Sorry, I was just watching Real Madrid game. Um, Listen, go we're, back, professional, we're, we're professionals here, sorry, Lewis. Please. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Um, yeah, obviously, if, um, if, if City's ban does get upheld, that adds a bit more pressure to that element, which, I, I mean, personally, I'd prefer because, you know, it, it would be nice for Arteta to have, like, a free run at it and, you know, with pressures off kind of thing and get us playing football. But how does that translate next season when, you know, we are we are actually under huge pressure to get to get into the top four and stuff like that? So I'd rather I'd rather him do that now and work work that out now. If I'm being honest. Okay, so you're looking for for more signs of progress under Arteta, yeah? Yeah, I think so. I think we we need to like defensively we've improved, but offensively not shown much. And we're still struggling to score goals. We had a little glimpse against Newcastle, I think it was, where we won like 4-0 before the break. Little glimpse of maybe things to come. But we've not had that solid 90-minute performance yet, especially offensively, where um, we don't seem to be able to create chances. And Arteta's got a lot of working out to do in that regard because we've got a lot of players who, you know, <clears throat> they're, they're just wrong fits or they don't quite like fit in well together. So he's got a lot of fixing to do um, now and in the transfer market. So, but, but uh, you know, a lot of the news today seems like Partey might be coming. So, mm. you know, I'm, I'm particularly happy about that. I mean, this is, it feels like this has been going on for ages already, to be honest with you, mate. Um, what, Partey? Me, yeah, like speaking from past experience, so like, Obviously, we had our, our Wesley Schneider kind of saga, which seemed to go on for a lot of my teenage years. Uh, or that guy who played for Benfica, said who we were linked with, uh, Nicholas oh, Gaetan. Gaetan every single every single season. Gaetan um, is still twenty four years old right now. <laughs> it doesn't, it, it doesn't <laughs> bode well. And 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 you you, you talk about you talk about your uh, your team. Um, talk us through that uh, pre season result that you had against Brentford, where. You seem to have lost. What? What? That that twenty minute half game. Uh, whatever you want to call it, mate. Uh, you lost to Brentford. Wait, was it even? I don't even think it was eleven aside. It? It, it was eleven aside. The first half you had oh. Leno, Bellerin, Mustafi, Pablo Mari, Tierney. You've, you've named one player there. You've named one player. None of the. Saka, Pepe, Inketia, and Aubameyang. So that sounds like quite a few footballers. As you would, you would. That team them. was one 0 up at halftime, and yeah. then, um, and then, uh, and then we bought on. Um, I'll read out the second half team: Leno, Bellerin, Mustafi, Louise, Tierney, Maitland-Niles, Gwen Doozy, Ozil, Oba, yeah. Lacazette, yeah. and Saka. Hardly, so, yeah. hardly a bunch of shrinking violets, there, mate. Well, are you talking about Mesut Ozil? Because I would call him, I would definitely call him a shrinking violet. I mean, him and uh, Sabayas are pretty much par for the course, in, in my opinion. So let's say you, you swap one for the other, but Orba was still on. Saka, uh, Leno, Tierney, Gwenduzi, who you'll swear by. Um, how do you how do you feel about the result? Do you take absolutely nothing from it when I, you think that your next your next game is away at Manchester City? I don't I don't really care. We're going to lose to Man City anyway. But like we don't know anything about the performance. We don't know anything about the performance. All we saw was was goals and and Ainsley Maitland now is giving it away in midfield and D- David Luiz trying to do kick ups. In the uh, in the center circle, so we don't know anything about the game except for you know the goals and and those mistakes. So um, I'm assuming David Luiz is not going to be trying to do Joga Benito against Man City on 
on Wednesday. Well, I hope, I hope not. Um, wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised because we will know what David Luiz is about, even though certain Chelsea uh, re- representatives uh, would tell us otherwise. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying you, Jay, but um, you know, uh, maybe others. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, what what can we take from it? Because you guys lost to West Brom. You 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 have an art, you have an art attack about it. Uh, we won one and we lost one, so a little bit different. Oh, oh what two games in one day? Yeah, we built different. Right. Okay. I, I did. I did uh, the one where Pogba and Fernandez played in. How did they get on? I'll be discussing Manchester United with the Manchester right. United rep, a certain okay. Sebi. So you okay. stay, stay on, stay on, Arsenal, Governor. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I don't know what to say, but I expect to lose against Man City on Wednesday. I'm not too sure what we can. What, what what we can um, take from it? Obviously, Laka scored. Um, did Laka score against Brentford? Mm-hmm. A lovely goal. Oh, did yeah. he? Not, oh, did he or did he score in an earlier? Uh, he scored game. in the Charlton one, but I can't yeah. remember who scored. Not, no, Willock scored. Sorry, Willock scored. Guys so, saying Laka's back, even though there was a, a Laka to come back to. But yeah, yeah. I mean, look, like that, that's all. We, that's all we can hope for is that certain players have come back. With something to prove, something to prove to the manager. Uh, Lacquer maybe, hopefully, come back a little bit trimmer. Does he look trimmer? Did he look trimmer when he was trying to hold it up? Know, it's difficult to see. That's what I'm saying. These friendlies, they're on like fucking four, four, four sixty pixels or whatever it yeah, is. Recorded, like, on, re- recorded on phones, mate. Exactly. Like I can't really see much. But um, yeah, look, I, I don't really know what to to say about these friendlies. To be honest, I'm not. I'm not really too too fussed by them. We've all got to do them. Didn't, didn't, uh, didn't Spurs lose as well? So, listen, uh, mate, stick, stick, listen. Stop trying to... <laughs> just stick it your own. What's the saying about um, glass houses, throwing stones, etc., etc.? You worry about Arsenal, yeah? Spurs will worry about Spurs. And <laughs> I know I'm in a glass house. I'm trying, to, <laughs> I'm, trying to break everyone's, I'm trying to break everyone else's glass house. That's what I'm trying to do. Cool. So from the, from the mid-table lows of Arsenal... To the table topping highs of Liverpool, Ellis, it's different. The air's different round Anfield. Um, um, talk, talk to us. What is it? Was it two more? Two more games until uh, you guys are crowned champions? Yeah. Two wins. Yeah. Two wins. We need two wins to be crowned champions. Yeah, I said two games because I'm reckoning you'll get it done in two games. Um, how, how 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 are you feeling? Obviously, yeah. we haven't had you on for a few weeks, but. You had to kind of deal with the whole like null and void FC stuff, and I guess there was a part of you that at times probably thought it wasn't going to come back. So talk talk us through your relief when we finally heard it was coming back, and what you're going to be doing once you once you're crowned champions. Yeah, obviously we were very happy when they said they're going to continue the season. Um, I would say it was more relief. I personally knew that they had to finish the season just because of the financial aspect. Of it, he deals with the numbers, isn't it? So he knows. <laughs> Liverpool fans turned into those 5G guys with coronavirus <laughs> when they were talking about conspiracy theories. About oh, they, you know, they, they just don't want to give it to us because we're Liverpool, but then the other side are like, Yeah, we're giving it to them because, because they're Liverpool. It don't, it don't make any sense. This is why conspiracy theories are just dumb, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, so they said they got to finish it, so they're going to finish it. Um, obviously, coronavirus is still around. We used to say that the second, peak, the second wave is not going to hit us again and they probably have to pause it again. But yeah, happy that we can finish it. Hopefully we get it done. Hopefully Arsenal will do us a favour. Uh, that it, but hopefully I can do us a favour. Yeah. Don't so too much on it, mate. Yeah, no, if Arsenal was to beat Man City, then we just need to beat Everton and then do our thing and lift the, lift the trophy, man. When we do lift the trophy, drinks go well, mate. 
That would, <laughs> that would be sweet if you could actually win the trophy against Everton, right? Exactly, eternal rivals, definitely, man. Especially for like the Liverpool fans. Uh, I mean, how many Liverpool, how many Everton fans does Ellis know? I, I said especially for the native Liverpool fans. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you covered. You, you did. You did well, Ellis. That was a nice. That was smooth, Lewis. I know you wanted it. I wanted it too. <laughs> he, he, he's come prepared. It seems like he's over the hangover and he's ready to do business. I slept. So, I slept, um, yeah. yeah. So obviously, your club again, top of the table, and different preseason experience from that of of Lewis and his and his Gunners. Um, mm. It was a six 0 that you beat. Um, um six 0 against Blackburn. Like uh, just to read out, yeah, just to read out your team: Allison, uh, Trent. Gomez, Van Dyke, Milner, Fabinho, Henderson, Cater, Ox, Mane, and Minamino. Um, obviously, we none of us have seen much. We've seen that kind of isolated highlights. Um, from what you've seen, I'm hearing a lot of Naby Keita talk. Listen, yeah, that's what I'm yeah, that's what I'm you, 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 you first hand of experience in Nabcan. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to bring it out, but listen, I'm not and it's and it's. It's right in the chamber. Like, I'll dust it off. And we'll hey, I haven't it. had the theme tune for a while, Mariah. Like, <laughs> you don't want to be like, well, let, me, let the time come, Mariah. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? But yeah, they said, well, from what people saw, mm-hmm. they said like, he, was, he was so sharp. He was the best player in the park. Yada, yada, yada. Mm. I haven't seen much. I haven't seen a full night. Um, from the highlights, he looks to have a yard sharper. There's a couple goals where he, 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 looks, he looks a bit bright. Looks like um he's overcome his injury woes. Hopefully, so hopefully this uh this rest has helped him to so get a bit stronger to, and get a bit fit. He's used to doing it against championship standard opposition, though, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you worry about you worry about Arsenal, man. I like. Jermaine, how you doing, man? Let's let's talk. Let's talk for a bit. Obviously, you kind of covered yourself in shame in the Discord space yesterday. That's fine. I still rock with you. I still rock with you. You got guys telling us that Ruben Loftus Cheek would score thirty odd goals in Portugal. But yeah, we'll save that for another pod. Obviously, Chelsea. I have to back my guys. Of course, of course, Chelsea have also come in with a couple of wins—a one-nil against uh, QPR. And what was the score today? It was seven-one. One one nil gets Reading and then um, a seven one against a good keeper. Loftus did grab a couple of goals, so that's good. Right. Again, um, a, a cheeky little uh, player who loves it against the Championship sides. But talk <laughs> talk talk about <laughs> talk about everything you're 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 feeling coming in because obviously you've got a little top four battle with Manchester United going on. You also you've got a lot of transfer whispers. You're hearing a bit of Havertz. You're hearing a bit of Werner. Yeah. How are you feeling coming into the to the season again? Yeah, in, in regards to coming into the, obviously the, the last nine games, I think um, a lot of, a lot of the Chelsea fans and, and myself, I, f- I feel like we've we've been um, quite positive in terms of players like Ruben off the sheet coming back. Um, he looks like he, he's been getting a lot of minutes as well in the friendly, so it looks like he's probably in contention to start against Villa. But like um, even players like Cho as well, who have kind of had a rough time this season, um, he's coming back. He, he's he should be quite like um, ready for Villa as well got players like Reese James, like a lot of players that have had a lot of knocks like this season, been in and out of the team, they've had quite a long time to kind of rest, especially as well like um Kante as well. Like he's one of the one of the main ones. So he's he's had knocks throughout the whole season. But I think obviously due to the due to the whole lockdown and the pandemic and that, he should be quite um fresh and, and ready to go. So it's looking good in terms of like the squad that we that we'll be going into the last nine games with. 
And then you've got players like, obviously, Billy Gilmore scored two goals as, as well today in the friendly. So, do you, do you expect him to feature much in the Prem? I, I, think, I think he's going to be a massive part of the last nine games, to be honest. I think, um, okay. I think with, with Jorginho, I think a lot of people have got their, their, their um, gripes about Jorginho, um, you know, defensively and then even, even going forward as well, some of the stuff that he does going forward. I think Billy, Billy's shown that he can definitely grow to be a player better than Jorginho. I'm not, saying he's, I'm not saying he's 100% better than him now. But so when you say a lot of people have their gripes with Jorginho, are, are you one of those people? I'm, I'm definitely one of them, but um, <laughs> you see it a lot, though. You see, like, okay. you see people talk about his pros and you see talk, talk, people talk about the same cons as well. But okay. for, me, for me personally, if I'm speaking like, um, with Jorginho, I've just, I've just seen him get ragdolled a bit too much by, by certain players that shouldn't really be, be dominating against him. And, and I don't know, like, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of good in his game. But yeah. I think I've seen, you know, we saw Billy Gilmore against um, Liverpool. And I know yeah. people try to say, like... It it's going to be his Wilshere game, isn't it? We're going to be hearing about that game for <laughs> five years. <laughs> right? it, it, might, it might be, but the thing is, the thing is he, he'll probably stay fit. That's the thing. So he'll be able to, like, Disgusted. like show it throughout, throughout parts of the season, whereas Wilshere is kind of he's playing for West Ham now, isn't he? So that tells you everything you need to know but like I feel like um, it's a massive nine games for him coming like these, these games coming up now will be a massive massive nine games for him because I think if he can have two like two or three decent performances it's going to be very hard for Lampard to turn around to him and say you know what like I have to bench you now because Jorginho, he's been a good player for us, but he hasn't done enough for Lampard to turn around and be like, well, you go straight back in. So, yeah. uh, Jay, how, how do you feel about Frank Lampard turning Chelsea into Winston Churchill FC? Well, I don't think he is turning Chelsea into Winston Churchill that, So Before you finish, Jay, uh, Lewis, I clearly said at the start of the pod, we're, we're <laughs> not going to have any kind of ho- hosting back and forth. If you feel the need to ask anyone on this part a question, you, you PM me and I will ask the question. Yeah? But you, but you, might not, you, you, you might just, not get the same uh, comedy value with it coming from you as it coming from me. I'm just trying to do my part, big man. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm just trying I, I, to do my part. Yeah, yeah, a white guy asking about Winston Churchill if he doesn't have a didn't check to it. So yeah, I'll, it does, I'll, it does. I'll allow that one. But, 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 but you've ruined the joke now. <laughs> Any more of that? Lamps has obviously shown a proper. Um, he looks like he's driving that that English um, core at the moment, isn't it? Like he's trying to get, <laughs> get Chilwell, Chilwell in there, Mount. You know, like he's definitely got a bias with the English players. Like they're definitely like, watching a lot of Only Fools and Horses, man. He's got a certain energy going on at the moment. But, but I yeah. think eventually, even with his signings, I think there'll be a nice balance to the team anyway. So it's cool. Yeah. yeah, you do have a you've got, got a few a few a few lads. This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See casper.com slash terms for more details. I also want to touch on some good news, obviously, in regards to Cho and everything that he was going through. He posted something yesterday evening, didn't he, to kind yeah. of just confirm that he's, he's been cleared of all kind of wrongdoing. Yeah. Um, 
Is he is he fit at the moment? Is he is he looking to feature for the, for these last nine games or so? He was he was training with the first team and that leading up to the friendlies, but I think he must have got a knock just before the the reading the reading friendly. So um, he's been out for like two or three days, or maybe actually might even be longer than that. But he's due okay. to train, I think, tomorrow. So um, yeah, he, he he I think he'll be fine for for Villa. But um, it is good news to hear, like obviously that you can kind of just start concentrating on, on football again and stuff like that. Because I think, you know, nobody wants them kind of issues surrounding the club or surrounding the player and anybody else involved. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, it's just a thing where he just now nah, just needs to learn his lesson in terms of even being in that situation in the first place and just keep himself away from it. Um, keep his head down, yeah. Yeah, just keep his head down and, and you know, just focus on his football. I do, I do hope that it doesn't have like a an adverse, effect on him where it's like you know it's, it's taken over so much of his you know personality and um <clears throat> just his like his mentality and I hope that it doesn't have an adverse effect on his on his playing career because that'd be a real big shame yeah yeah it's like to be honest that like, mentally he does look like he deals with a lot quite well because if you think about what he's kind of gone through throughout the whole season even starting from um the Bayern Munich like speculation and then the contract and if he was going to sign, whether he was going to stay. Like, I think he's dealt with it quite well, but I think he's just, it's just been a thing where there's been one thing after the other with him, like from, from, that, from that time up until now. But he looks like he's dealing with it um, okay. I, I, don't really, I don't really see him looking kind of weak in, in terms of in that area, but we'll have to wait and see what, what happens next season, I think. I think that's when we'll find out how much it affects him really. Yeah, I really want to pam him for football reasons, isn't it? That's yeah. that's. I don't, I don't. I don't want to get on his case for for anything non-football related. So yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to ask you something, Jermaine, that I didn't ask <laughs> Lewis or Ellis, because uh, just because you have so many options, so many moving parts, what do you think Chelsea's starting lineup is going to be for your first game? Um, that's a very good question, man. It's, it's difficult because obviously everybody knows about the amount of midfielders that we have. So I yeah. think in terms of the back four, I think the back four will kind of pick itself in terms of, I think it was Rudiger and Zuma that finished finished the season before the break. Okay. So I think they'll probably start. If James is fit, I think it will be James right back and then it will be Aspilicueta, who's obviously our captain. I think yeah. he's in that left back. And then I think the midfield, um, very hard to drop Kovacic at the moment, him being probably yeah. the best player this season. So it'd be Kovacic yeah. in the middle. It'll yeah. be a 4-2-3-1. So it'll be Kovacic and... I reckon if Loftus Cheek is no, not if Loftus Cheek is fit. If um, yeah, it will be Kante. If Kante is fit, it will be Kante and Kovar. And if Kante isn't fit, because I remember Kante was uh, he was hesitant about coming back. I know he has, the thing, yeah, he has like, respiratory issues in his family as well, so he, he didn't yeah. really want to. And the thing is, as well, he might want to keep the the kind of Billy Gilmore chain going in it. So he might. Is that a thing though? Is that a thing beyond the Chelsea Hour podcast? <clears throat> A lot of Chelsea fans are optimistic about Billy playing, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so it's Kovacic is for sure starting, and it's anyone yeah, I out, think of be out of Kante, Gilmore, and um, Kante after that. Like Gilmore, because cool. Jorginho is suspended anyway. Yeah, fair enough. And then who would you have in your three, or who do you think Frank will have in his three? And then I think it will be it will be Willian. Love to see it. It'll be. <laughs> It'll be. I hate to see it. Fucking, I hate it. <laughs> Listen, it'll be. It'll be really. It'll be really. Yeah. And I think, judging by the friendlies, I'm. I'm. I've got a funny feeling it'll be lost to cheat that starts. In okay. 
in that 10 role. And then I think it will be either um, Mount or Pulisic. How's Pulisic doing this? I ain't heard much from him since that cheeky trick against, was it Burnley? Yeah, like he's... Back in, was that back in 2019? Like that, that, feels like, that feels like five years ago. Yeah, like it was a while ago. I mean, I think he, he's done well in a lot of our Champions League games as well, to be honest. Like he was involved mm. in a lot of, a lot of um, stuff that was happening, a lot of the main things that were happening in the Champions League games for Chelsea, he was involved in. Like mm. even the comeback against Ajax, he was the one that got the penalty to start off the comeback. Yeah, um, yeah. He, was, he was involved in getting them the red cards. Valencia, mm. he scored against them. So like Lil, he's, he, he, his run that set up, set, helped William set up the goal for that as well. Mm. So he's been involved in like some big games and he's had like some big moments in terms of even against Watford Palace and then obviously got the hatch against Burnley. Um, for his first season, I think a lot of people say he could have done better, but he's also been hampered with injury as well throughout the season. And I think a lot of people are talking about all the other young players and saying, oh, you know, they need time, they need this, they need that. But because Pulisic has played, played a lot of games in Germany, all of a sudden, the fact that it's kind of like similar to what they sometimes do with Rashford when they try to say, oh, he's played so many games already. Does he deserve the excuse that he's still young? But it's yeah. like, with, the only difference with, with Rashford is, yeah, Rashford's played a lot of games in the Premier League already. Pulisic yeah. hasn't played a lot of games in the Premier League. Yeah, he's played in, in the Bundesliga, but they're two different leagues at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? So, well, we can see that, definitely, yeah. So I think um, Pulisic has done okay. I wouldn't say he's done great, but... I think he's done good for in terms of, you know, you look at his numbers and you look at what he's been involved in. I think he's done all right. Compared to, like, our other wingers, it's not much to compare against right now because they've all been shit, to be honest. But, like, yeah, I think, I think Pulisic has done okay. I, I, I won't get onto him for now. Cool. The other lads, the other lads think otherwise. So. Um, who do you have up top, then? Is that, is that Tammy? Nah, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to be Tammy. Who do you think it's going to be? I, th- I think it's going to be Giroud. Who, who really? He's Interesting. Why, that's the interesting one. Speak, speak on it because obviously we've got Mies and, and Dan in our, our, in our chat and they're everywhere basically. Hard to get rid of them, lads. Yeah. Mies have been letting us know a lot about the fact that Tammy's, you know, put on some mass so he's expecting him to be able to handle defenders a bit better. Yeah. So why do you think you're going to go with Giroud? I, I just think right now, even again, before the break, he had like a little bit of a goal, score, goal scoring touch like in terms of he was getting goals. He was involved in a lot. Like, he absolutely hammered Liverpool in that game. Like, they couldn't even deal with him. So, I think he's on form at the moment. And, but, the, but the problem is, obviously, you've had that long break now. So ah, what is like, form? What, what, this is almost, like, forget what happened. Like, they've been off for so long. That's what I'm saying. What you, yeah. were, what you were doing before, I don't even care. I yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. So, it's, but it's, it's, it's difficult for a manager, isn't it? Because, like... How can I say this? Like, you can't, That's all you have to go off of. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? So you can't really, you can't, I'm not going to look at Reading and be like, yeah, cool, Tammy banged against that, like, mm, so I'm going to yeah, start him against yeah. Reading. And then I'm thinking, but hold on, like when I played Giroud before the break, even though it was a while ago, still a bigger opposition. So it's, it's difficult. I, th- I think he's going to go with Giroud just mainly as well for like maybe that experience, the way he was linking mm. up with the players. Yeah. Even regardless about, forget about form, just what he actually brings you as a striker in terms of his experience in holding up the ball. Um, if we have got players back like Ruben, um, Pulisic, them, them players might feed off him quite well. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ruben does, he likes to get into the box as well. So, I think he can do well. Better than what Mason Mount did when he was playing against, like, behind Tammy. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that was yeah. just, that's criminal. You, I don't want to see that again. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, man. I, th- I think it's, it's looking good for us in terms of going back. But, yeah, Giroud, I think, to start. I think Tammy... 
he's got a lot of work to do in terms of the last nine games. Um, if he wants to kind of put his mark down for next season as well, because obviously, like you said, Werner and, and Ziyech coming in, it's looking sticky for them kind of man there. Like, <laughs> Werner coming in, boy. Last thing you need is Werner coming in, banging two, three goals first game when he's up top or something like that. And it's, it's pretty much curtains for Tammy if that happens. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. You've got to remind Frank of what he's about. And last but not least, the Dennis Rodman of this pod, uh, Seb. How you doing, brother? Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing, brother? How you doing, mate? You all right? I'm good. Well, I noticed in the YouTube comments of uh, one of our last episodes of Muga, somebody mentioned how you're always in your bed drinking yeah. LO, and that's just a vibe to me. That's the whole mood. Like your yeah. whole energy, this whole kind of lockdown period, that's the mood I aspire to. You, you got your, <laughs> you were drinking his own suppliers, you know. <laughs> I asked for another bottle, and he said they're sold out. Meanwhile, every pod, this guy has <laughs> got, got a glass full of LO. I see you, bro. I see you. I'll wait for the refill pack to come through. Um, let's let, let's talk about Manchester United. Like uh, number one most hated, regardless of what's hey, going on. Um, hey. we're, we're fighting for that top that top four spot. Like obviously, certain man like Lewis, whose team's down in ninth, is hoping that uh, if City kind of get into a sticky situation, that opens everything up. But again, let's assume that they don't. We've got Pogba back. We've got Rashford back. Um, mm. Touching on our, our preseason games that we played during the week, that's Lewis kindly mentioned we did win one and we did lose one so the, the team that beat West Brom 3-1 was De Gea, Wambasaka, Maguire, Lindelof, Shaw, Garner, Fred, McTominay, Pereira, Lingard, Chong, Mata and Igalo. and the team that lost 2-1 was Romero, Bishop, Bailly, Tuanzebe, Menji, Williams, Dallo, Frosumenta, Matic, Pogba, Fernandez, Gomez, yeah. J- James, Greenwood, Rashford and Martial. So the the dream team link up there lost, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, you, you you could call it that. It seems just like a lot of rusty players playing together, but you know, we do what the we team do. Of McTom, the team with McTom won, though, right? Uh, the team with McTom and A won, indeed, indeed. But I also had Lingard, Pereira, Chong, Mata. Like, if you want to say anything from that, oh, have it, have it. Uh, so back. To I'm the- taking a lot from it, if I'm being honest. <laughs> cool. Um, so, Seb, um, we've got Spurs. They played Norwich. They lost as well. Um, interestingly enough, well, I don't know if we consider this interesting, but uh, a Norwich player has tested positive for COVID. Um, but that's not going to lead to the game being postponed or anything because um, due, uh, in line with government, I'm trying to make sure I get this right, in line with government regulations, they weren't exposed to a Tottenham player for long, long enough, enough for long enough <laughs> for it to be an issue and I think the regular Apparently has to be 15 minutes within some two meters of somebody for 15 minutes I, I don't know how in a preseason that's the like... first time I've heard that <laughs> that is the first time I've heard I, just because football's that close that is the first time I've ever heard that rule I, it's I've disgusting never... <laughs> from the government it is nasty from the government I've never heard that until the, <laughs> until a player this close to the Premier League was tested positive for COVID this is a new rule, bro. It's actually mad that they, they, they just like, too much is going on. We just need football, yeah. mate. Yeah, they, they can't yeah. afford it. They can't the fo- afford, they can't, the fo- they can't the afford keep, for it. The, the football will keep everybody indoors. Yeah, yeah. See, loses yeah. people then who got fisted up yesterday. That ain't happening <laughs> if you're 40 years old. Listen, the media is skewing it, yeah. There, there was a, you know, there was, there was a lot more 
you know, wins on our side than the media reporting, all right? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Man are, getting, sure. man are getting carried to safety. Coming back to the Prem, um, he said... Heat stroke. He had heat stroke, mate. It wasn't... It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> Few too many stellars, and it was like 24 degrees yesterday, man. Come on, I, I swear it rained at some point, anyways. <laughs> so, um, what, what are your feelings? Obviously, like I said, that all the, all the lads are back in the mixer. How bullish are you feeling about us potentially uh, grasping a top four place away from J- Jermaine and Chelsea? Um, I think it's going to be interesting, man. What, what, what was a bit, it was, it's a bit of a weird scenario because, um, we was actually in a good run of form before the Prem uh, stopped. So yeah. can you, can, can yeah, you, can yeah, you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, oh, shit, you. sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so before the Prem stopped, we, was at, we actually was building momentum, <laughs> innit? That hello, boy, off, off the door. No, 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 it's the screen froze, like, innit? Yeah, no, yeah. the screen froze, innit? So I was confused, bruv. Yeah, go, bro. But yeah, yeah, so we was actually building up momentum, even though we had key players missing. So now, kind of like the season starting fresh, um, key players are coming back, but also they haven't played together for a while. It's going to be interesting. I feel like we should win, as I said. I don't know about the Spurs game, but I feel like the other teams are running is quite favourable, like it, to be compared to you know the other teams. So I feel like we should be winning those games. But um, you know, I looked at the highlights and it was really, really interesting, man. It was really, really interesting, bro. Like I, I looked at. Um, uh, just like a few chances that I think it was, yeah, Bruno and Pogba had. It looked really, really, uh, uh, they looked really rusty. Uh, Rashford put in a cross for Pogba. Pogba done some next header over the bar. Um, Rashford looked, ru- well, he looked good and rusty at the same time. His finishing was rusty, should I say. His finishing was rusty, but the chances, like the, what he done to to create the chances. That's been a really, oof. Oh like yeah, oh, oh, bruv, yeah, it was next. Did that. you see? I, I need more of that. You see, you see that? I need more of that. Is that that new Rashford? Give me more of that. Yeah. Has Morale frozen? No, I was just letting you talk. Oh, fam, I swear to you, you just, you just, you just stops. Just uh, you just, nah. yeah, yeah, it's mad, but yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, like Rashford, that, and then there was a chance that Pogba, like. Uh, he he had like he played a long ball to Rashford. He controlled it like went past like two players, and then he was one. It was one on the keeper on his left foot, and then uh, the keeper saved it. And another one, he chipped it over the keeper, and someone um, uh, cleared it off the line. So he mm. looked very very bright. No, like as in the ball was past him. He went past the player. Then it was one on one. Then chipped over the keeper. So he actually looked very very bright. And I like that he's continuing on the same vein like that he left and just like taking on players and again he's 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 going to be playing Spurs and you know Jose's he's pagan so hopefully it could be a repeat of uh you know the last time we played Spurs well light light him up yeah he, he hopefully loves it man Spurs, he hopefully loves it he loves it and obviously Jose's been coming out apparently we're hearing from saying Oli's yeah I have his depth on that I mean, we don't necessarily disagree with him, but you don't speak on a manager, my guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Real talk. Yeah, we just, we do that. We do that. We exactly. So <laughs> you know, you had your shot. You didn't quite make it pop. Just calmly go out to pasture. You know, like yeah, most clubs are talk. taking up big boy loans. You get me? Mm, you ain't getting no signings, man. 
What's that guy? Tanganga. That's who you got. Tanganga. That's how you got. That's how you got. And what's that guy? What's that uh, parrot? The, yeah, the Spurs yeah, fans were like, oh, Troy. play Parrot, play Parrot. The, the Spurs, Jose was like, you better even, even see Parrot play. I like it. English fans kill me, bro. They're like, oh, yeah, play one of the youngsters. Play Parrot, play Parrot. And he's like, bro, is, you're not even talking about you. Haven't even seen him. <laughs> you haven't even seen him, bro. <laughs> hey, no, Jose's a killer. Cool, cool, cool. So... Next, I wanted to touch on, on well, I'll, I'll get you guys' opinion on this. Uh, with all that's going on with the, the Black Lives Matter movement that was started in America and has come over here as well, uh, the Premier League have announced that players' names will be replaced on the back of their shirts with Black Lives Matter for the first 12 matches of the restarted season. Um, what are your feelings on this? Obviously, we know that football in this country has a, a rich history of, uh, unfortunately, a rich history of racial issues. What are your feelings about this this move from the Premier League? Uh, I'll start with you, with you, Jermaine. What are the first thoughts that come to mind when you when you hear of this? The whole T-shirts thing. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of like just fed up with that, man. Like the whole we all this kick it out and stuff on the T-shirt and all that. It's just it's all just for show, really, isn't it? Like let's all be honest. Like that's that's the only thing. When I see those those things, I don't think it's enough in it. I feel like. Um, people do need to take a bit more accountability now. I think it's, it's a perfect time for people to now start to come out and take full responsibility for what's going on and start punishing people the way they deserve to be punished, it? If, if these things do start to, like, not start to carry on happening. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like it's just gone on for too long now. And a lot, and it's, obviously we're going to touch on people like, um, like what, what Rashford and that are doing for the, for the, for, the, for the world and that these days but like a lot of the youngsters are even fed up of it now do you know what I mean and they're, they're trying to take more of a stand than like the governing bodies that are out there do you know what I mean which is embarrassing so I feel like you know if these young kids understand and know like you know how important it is to, to kind of um, clear this thing up altogether then yeah I feel like um, governing bodies need to start start uh, taking responsibility. There's no excuse, really. Um, Lewis, what are, what are your feelings on, on this move from the Premier League? Obviously, they, they, they want to be seen as, as, as an ally, but do, do you think this is the way to go about it? Do you feel they need to do more? Do you, what, what are your thoughts? No, I think Jay's 100% right. That is just like... But like, like with many of these big corporations and stuff, it's just like a vanity kind of to be seen to be doing something uh kind of thing it's a it's a, i guess a nice little gesture i guess if you could if you could call it that um it it will definitely piss off um a lot of football hooligans um whether that's a good thing or not i, I don't know but um yeah it's 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 definitely not enough and i i wouldn't even call it a start i guess i guess things are getting a lot more recognition you know a lot more people are speaking up on things you know People, white people seem to be taking more accountability to certain things. But, you know, the UK has an issue with racism that is, um, it's, not, it's not the most, obviously we've seen scenes in the last few days that have been quite, you know, outright um, shows of racism, you know, with the protests that we're seeing, like just defending the statues and all of that crap. 
but you know Britain has long time had an issue with like subtle forms of racism and um, you know putting Black Lives Matter on uh, shirts isn't going to do anything to change any of that the people who still hold those kind of views the people who you know um, the, the racists uh, are still going to behave the same way I, I, I think I don't think it's going to until you start actually finding the root cause and the root problem um, these things are just vanity things to me Cool, uh, Ellis. Uh, Ellis, what are, what are your what are your thoughts on the family's um, move? Obviously, you, you you support a club that's kind of had issues in the past. Not not to take shots, just to yeah, call yeah. it just to t- call it how it is. Uh, what yeah. are your opinions on on the move from the Premier League? Um, I think like the rest, like Jay and Lou said, it's just like a, it's pretty in it. It's just one of those um, oh, well, everyone else is doing it. Let's let's do it. Um, don't want to get left out. I think education needs to be done more within the British culture in regards to racism. Um, if you look at the FA and who's running the FA, there, there's not many black people in the board anyway. So these are the things that we need to look at. Um, it's all well and good saying Black Lives Matter or kick, let's kick kick out racism, but you're not doing nothing in a higher up to that make that that make the decisions. I just think it's vanity and it's just one of those lip service things like this you alluded to last week and all the clubs coming out saying, yeah, let's let's do this, let's do that. But there's, there's not much coming coming down, encouraging, um, encouraging, you know, the black people within the game to, to come up. I mean, for instance, Sol Campbell, who's, who's battling in a bottom league just to, just to get a job. Whereas, no offence, but someone like Frank Lampard can just go to Derby and come to Chelsea. So these are the things that we, we, we need to look at and to sort out. Cool. Um, I want to touch on some Latin um, stuff here. And it's basically just us giving this, this guy some props for everything he's doing. Seb, we're talking about Marcus Rashford. Um, obviously, he's been injured and he's been quite, he's been quite vocal during this lockdown. Uh, we're talking about a 22-year-old who's raised over 20 million in financial and food donations. You know, he, he's really stuck his neck out there, and he's really trying to contribute to making his society a better place and looking out for children. Um, yeah, I know you're, you're you've always been a big kind of supporter of Marcus Rashford. Just how proud of him are you for everything that he, he's currently doing? Yeah, no, um, super super proud, man. I, I definitely respect it. Um, as I spoke, spoke on like last, well, I, sp- I was speaking with a, a few friends and um, I'm just re- really, really impressed with the younger generation of footballers. Like, you know, it seemed like they're making a real effort uh, socially and um, yeah, they're actually really trying to help. I know, um, yeah, again, just to just go back to like what Rashford's done is absolutely phenomenal in like uh, uh in a world where the government doesn't seem to really care about poor people or ain't really doing their job in regards to um looking at looking after that part of the community it's taken a professional footballer of 22 years old to make a pledge where people have food to eat imagine rather in in the 21st century people are, like still don't know where their next meal's coming from and the government's just turning a blind eye do you know what i mean like so for me, yeah, I just 
like like the school kids. So uh, for me, I just feel like, yeah, man, just massive respect to Rashford um, for looking after the school kids. And then also, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, that's just pretty much it, man. I ain't going to lie. Like, I just totally, totally respect the guy. He, he raised crazy amount of money, man. Oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to allude to. And it's just crazy that he's done all that. And at the start of lockdown, footballers were getting all the stick. They were getting all the stick. They're not doing this. They need to relinquish their money. If I was getting paid this much, whatever, whatever. Okay. All the people that said that, what have you done? What have you raised for all the school kids and their school dinners? What have you done in, in regards to that? Because if, you know, if we compare what you're doing and what Rest was de- uh, doing, I'm sure it's, uh, you know, a mile apart. So, yeah, man, again, just massive respect for Rashford using this platform uh, to do these things for the school kids. There's more to working from home than emails. So you need Wi-Fi with reliable speed, the most in-home coverage, and built-in security. You need Xfinity XFi. That's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity Internet and learn about our great offers. You'll get amazing value with speeds that deliver and reliable coverage you can count on. And with XFi Advanced Security, you can keep all the devices in your home connected and protected from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store to learn more today. Restrictions apply. What you mentioned in terms of people calling out footballers, it speaks to a a deeper issue within our community. The vast majority of footballers come from working-class backgrounds. And when you look across the spectrum at the vast majority of careers, you come from middle-class backgrounds at least. So it's almost like people feel like it's not fair that these working-class these working-class working people have access to this, this amount of money. But what you, what you find is that it's only the people who are like us who get to these privileged positions can understand what, these, what people, everyday people are going through. People who've always had the benefit of eating three meals a day, whatever they wanted to eat, couldn't possibly contemplate or fathom that kids who are now out of school are now missing out on a, on a whole meal and their families are in a financial situation, which means they're not having to go without. So, um, Jermaine, I haven't spoken to you about it. So if there's anything else you want to add, any thoughts you want to share in regards to, you know, what Marcus Rashford, not just Marcus Rashford, because I know a lot of clubs, players have, have contributed in this time, use their platforms to raise awareness. If there's anything else you want to share, we're, we're happy to hear it, mate. Yeah, no, I've, I just think, um, again, kind of similar to what I said before, I think it's just really good to see um, the younger footballers, like the, the really young ones as well, like they're, they're proper trying to um, stand up and, and be counted in terms of like um, using their platform and their wealth even to like help these, these people that are in difficult situations. And I think, um, a lot of people feel like some of them are very ungrateful and, you know, they, they're they not grateful for the position that they're in, but they're clearly showing that they do remember where they come from. Do you know what I mean? And they do, and they do really appreciate the fact that they're, they're, they're um, earning a lot of money. And, you know, despite the fact that they entertain all of these same people that try and call them out and they, they proper put their bodies on the line to entertain people every single week, um, you know, regardless, they're still out there helping. And, and like Steb said, they're doing a lot more than a lot of people that are talking consistently. So, um, yeah, it's just really good to see, and, and I hope it carries on. I think yeah. I think it also dispels like the myth that um, you know footballers are quite dim, and you know stupid, and you know they they don't really deserve their money. And I think yeah. it's good to see that now. You know, 
raising 20 million for anything, Seb, you would know in business, you know, doing it as part of a charity, raising money in any sector is not an easy thing to do. And it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of dedication. You can't be a fico doing that kind of stuff. And um, I think it, it just, it, it sets a good example for, you know, that these footballers do, do care and they, they do try and do things outside of the game to, to help, um, even if they are in like quite privileged positions. But yeah, I, I think, I think it's, I think he's done an amazing job and he should get, he should probably be like awarded for it because people have done a lot less and got like bloody knighthoods and, yeah. and stuff, you know, he should probably be awarded, uh, not that it means anything, but you know, the, the, the country should show some kind of um, gratitude towards, towards his efforts. Yeah, you say that he, he did receive a special award last uh, month for his charitable efforts from the high sheriff of greater Manchester Eamon. Well, I mean, Tony Adams got an MBE, so Marcus Rashford should have one. <laughs> you, you, uh, I think we have to. I think we have to leave that there, yeah, because uh, he's <laughs> a terrible already, bro. But also, we're, 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 it's a shame that um, all this isn't getting highlighted by the mainstream media more, because I mean, if he was to come staggering out a club at three a.m., like it would be plastered everywhere. But. But things like this need to be highlighted. A young man out of his own goodwill decided to do something like this, like Sebi said, when the government was supposed to do it. So I'm I'm very proud of him. I, I don't support Liverpool enough. I don't support Man United or anything, but just seeing a young black man take initiative and do something like that and feeling like three million kids, it's something we have to applaud, man. I agree completely. Um, <clears throat> question for you guys. This is This is my own question. Um, Batunia, I'd like you guys to men- name some players who didn't necessarily have the best season, well, but best 28-29 games, who you're expecting to, to finish the last 9-10 games really, really strong in, in the league. Um, we could go around and everyone can kind of name a player from their teams. I guess that would, that would be easiest. And obviously, if there's any other players you want to share, um, that would be great. Um, Ellis, I'll start with you because, I mean, I, I, at this point with you guys, it's a done deal. So you've kind of got the games that you need to play to win the title, but then you've got seven odd games where you can, you know, blood the youngsters if you choose to do so, or give people appearances so they can make sure they get a medal. So what players are you looking to see more of in this period who we didn't necessarily see a lot of in the, the preceding 28, 29 games? Um, I'm looking to see more of Minamino. He came in January. He didn't really settle down. It was a bit of a whirlwind for him. Um, the Austrian league is vastly different to the English Premier League. He played again. He played a game against Wolves. He got really techy for a minute. Um, Kate obviously, he's had a few, a uh, fair few injuries. Hopefully, we can see him settle down, uh, get a good run of form. There's a couple of youngsters that we feel that are going to play a bit. Um, we have Curtis Jones, Nico Williams, the right back. Um, Jan 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 Kierhuva, who's another Dutch centre back, right back. Um, so we'd like to see a bit of them. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Kijan Hoover. Oh, Hiver. But he's a young, young, young right back from the Netherlands. Good prospect. Good pro- and so, yeah, uh, Curtis Jones, I mean, he, he's already had a little bit of uh, fame from, from the FA Cup. Uh, tell us a bit about him. What's he about? Good, good young scar, sir. Prodigy. Um, he's a bit cheeky on the football. Sorry, 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 sorry. 
Good young scouser. What have you mean that in terms of a prodigy? In what sense? Good young scouser basically means he doesn't carry around a Stanley knife yeah, on, <laughs> while he's playing football. <laughs> Yeah, the views of Lewis are for you, Lewis alone. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's an attacking midfielder. A um, mm-hmm. couple of games he's coming from the left. Um, he played against Chelsea in the FA Cup. Obviously, he scored a winner against Everton in the, in the, the previous round. Then he's played against Chelsea. Um, my thing with him was that he took too long with the ball. Obviously, he's the best player in the youth team, so he can do what he wants on the pitch. But when you get to this level, you need to move that ball sharpish. So I think that's one thing he needs to work on his game. Um, but yeah, man, he's, he's a type of player who wants to wants to get the ball and, and make things happen. Very skillful. Um, he's got he likes a little body jink, body twist, and all that good stuff, which is something that we don't have in our midfield uh, currently. Obviously, we've got a lot of uh, you know, <laughs> we've got a lot of, um, yeah, we've got a lot of black workhorses in our midfield. We don't have anyone with a bit of trickery. So that's something that he could bring. But obviously, he's still young. He's about 18, 18, 19. So he just he needs to put on a bit of mass and learn, learn, learn the game a bit more. How about the Ox? Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. Um, ironically, I think he came off in the last friendly. Oh, no. Took what Oh no! Yeah, but well, it was a little, little not, but they they said it was just precautionary him coming off. So I don't, I don't think it's nothing too deep. Um, again, that's another player we'd like to see more of. He's played a few games. He's the injury, the injury to his knee has taken a, not a lot away from him, but it's taken him time just to find any rhythm in his game. So hopefully the rest will probably allow for that. I mean, a lot of players are going to be beneficial for uh, for this rest. So we'll see, man. He's played a few games, he's scored a few goals, but he hasn't had any like rhythm in his game. And he's been moved moved about a bit. So he's played on that left, right, he's played centre. And it's what about so what about Firmino? Is he well, is he not someone we were see a little bit more from no? Seven seven league goals? Seven league goals or so? I don't know. When you're talking about Liverpool players, in it, have some respect for them, have some decorum, Rubai. You understand? I can't respect strikers who scored eight goals a season. Sorry, mate. Nah, yeah, hopefully, well, hopefully he can bang some more goals, man. Um, he hasn't scored a goal at home all season, which is diabolical. Absolutely short, shocking. Just needing to get a few more goals, man. He's all-round player, as you know. He's a good player. Yeah, tidy. Not the best goal, man. Tidy. I'll give you that. Seb, what um, Manchester United player who hasn't featured heavily in the first 28, 29 games, are, are you looking to, to play a big part? Jermaine, remember, this is visual, so we can see you rolling your eyes. I mean, you're going to say Loftus Cheek, so I don't know why you're rolling your eyes. Uh, go, go on, Sam. Um, <laughs> probably, like, we'll have to see in it because we're still trying to chase for something, innit? So, yeah, I mean, it can't be given out. It's not... No it doesn't necessarily pain. have to be a young player. It's just a player who... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm uh, thinking that. I'm just, I was just saying because it's not no daddy daycare like Chelsea... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So we got. Uh, um, I'd say I'm looking forward to see uh, a Maguire and Bailly partnership. Okay. Um, like for an extended run, just 
to see how Bailly goes. And to be fair, like I am, I have no stocks in Bailly. I'm kind of done with him because not because of his talent levels, just because of how often he gets injured. But I just want to see how that looks like. There's also like a young centre back. I don't even know his name, but I saw a clip of him the other day, and he looked like a like he looked mad. Like yeah, he looked quite. Is that Mengi that they, that they've been talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're saying like he's proper. Um, so maybe if if we've got something sealed, or I don't know if the Euro- Europa League is coming back or whatever, I don't know. So you can play there, and definitely, definitely uh, Greenwood. I'd like to see Greenwood start uh, for the rest of the season, and then Daniel James come on as an impact player. But yeah, definitely Mason Greenwood. Mm. Um, for Pogba, maybe that would that would be. Or oh, oh, yeah, I, was I was actually waiting for that. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. To be fair, yeah, I forgot about that because I just that's just automatic, isn't it? Like it's like that's gonna happen. So. Yeah. Yeah. But make sure that people oh, know, though, because if you guys are rolling eyes, <laughs> let's make sure they're rolling eyes for the right uh, reason. You get me? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, let's see. Let's see. We'll see what Pogba's on. Um, I guess naturally I can segue into you, Jermaine, since you're, you're doing a lot. Um, what Chelsea player players? Are you looking at who haven't featured much in the first 28, 29 games, but you're looking oh, for them to have a big role? Gilmore. Oh, Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I, bro, I think he slaps all your young midfielders, cuz. So, so relax. <laughs> but nah, I think, you know, before any of them, I think the one player I think I'd like to see come back in um, after his um, injuries and that um, is Pudisic, actually. I think Pudisic can come in and, and be good for us in the last nine games. I think he'll be one of our better winners. I think Willian, everybody knows that like, he just doesn't give us anything. It's just hella work. That's all it is. So That's like, something. With, with be- <laughs> Over seven years, you know, the guy's a nasty youth. He's a <laughs> disgusting brother. But listen, um, Pulisic, um, I think it would be good to see him have like a good little um, end to the season. Obviously, um, we've got Cho as well, who I'd like to see come back and... and have a positive end to the season as well. I think if he can get a, a good run of games, I think he'll, he'll end the season as well. And then last but not least, obviously, we, we saved the best to last. Ruben lost his cheek. If he comes back, I think he's easily going to be probably our best player like in the last nine games. Easily. Yeah, well. like, no, um, not, even, not even a question about that. That's if he plays, I'm assuming. But... Yeah, uh, he, but he he'll, be your best, he'll be your best player. Is that more indicative of the lack of quality in the Chelsea team? No, not really. Who else would be in the running for best player with him? What sort of names do you put uh, No, our, our best player of the season is going to be Kovacic. Like, without Okay, that. so Kovacic. Um, who else? So you've got Kovacic, RLC, what other players are like in, in and around that? Like, oh, they've been our best player this season. I don't really think you have any stellar names. That's the point I'm making. You know, we don't. We don't. Not yet. But we've got two on the way. But, but you Maybe. Know, Maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. They'll, they'll be here. They'll be here. But Mount, Mount Ian, Jamesy. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's trying to get the Brexit vibes in. This guy's trying to get the Brexit vibes in already. Mounty has played quite a bit, to be honest. I, I watched quite an interesting compilation vid the, the other Mount, day. With Mount, yeah, he's interesting because that compilation vid was probably him playing number ten, fam, and that is just shocking. But like, yeah. if if he if he plays deeper, where he did play against Everton. Mm-hmm. I think he came on against he came on against Liverpool as well. He played deeper as well. So yeah. any any time he plays in a deeper role in midfield, he plays much better. He's you always involved suits in more, yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like he's he's a much better player there. But in terms of like our best player of the season, it's, it's definitely gonna be Kovacic. There's, really no, there's nobody cool. else. It's just gonna be Kovacic. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Lewis, what? Pff, sorry, man. 
but I have to ask. Uh, what Arsenal player are you looking to feature heavily, do well in the in these last nine, ten games? I like I think of, I probably won't know as well as you, but I think of names and I feel like all your guys have played a pretty decent amount. So what what people are you looking to see a bit more of? I think it'd be easier to fucking answer the question of what players I wouldn't like to see more of. I think I think that's an easier question to answer. Um, I think the obvious answer to the question is like Pepe, who's had a pretty underwhelming start to his Arsenal career. Yeah. It's probably not, I don't know. If, I, I haven't quite worked out if it's going to be beneficial for him this break. Like, you know, maybe it's a, t- a chance to, you know, really just um, settle in a little bit more, have a second wind. Um, or you know, has it has it has it interrupted him, his his settling in process a little bit more? So it's going to take him even longer. I don't know. I haven't quite worked that out yet. So I guess we'll just see how he is. But um, yeah, Pepe is probably the um, the obvious the the obvious um, choice. What about um, Kieran Tierney? Is he still injured? No. Uh, yes. Let's let's take that silence as Lewis saying that he's not necessarily a, a big fan of Kieran Tierney. Obviously, those of us here know that's not the reason why he's not responding. But you know, agendas are agendas, and you know, you know me. I, I've made a career of I've made a career of putting together some of the finest agendas you, you've all ever seen. So, uh, with, with that being said, we're gonna we're gonna close up um, with some listeners' questions. Uh, we'll start with uh, underscore nomics again. Thanks for the question. Next time, uh, £20 on the cash app, brother Avanti. And just show up on the pod. That, that would be nice. Um, <laughs> what team would you pick if you was Arteta? So I assume he's talking about for, for the um, game against Manchester City on Wednesday. Once again, a reminder that we will be having Touchdown Fracker live on the Discord. Um, good to have you back, Lewis. So, Sorry, uh, I got a phone call. The, the, old, the old landline went. You know, can't, yeah, we, I, yeah, I we think can... you guys heard it. Yeah, we could hear it when you were talking. So, um, yeah. I was asking, firstly, I was asking um, why you didn't mention Tierney. Is he still injured or...? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tierney, I, I was going to mention Tierney, but, you know, the phone the phone was ringing. I couldn't really concentrate. Now, I'm not a multitasker. But, um, yeah, yeah, Tierney, I think um, there's quite an interesting uh, team selection dilemma that Arteta will have. It's like, one, whether to pers- persist with Saka at left-back or do you bring Tierney back in? I know Arteta experimented with Saka playing in midfield, actually, against um, in the first half of Brent, Brentford. Um, I mean, we I mean, were winning 1-0. I, mean, I don't know. You don't really know. <laughs> he, he, was, he, was in, he was in the first half team. He played as like the, um, the, like the David Silva kind of role for, um, apparently. That's what I heard. Uh, so who played the David Silva role? Uh, Saka in, in the midfield three. So I don't know if that's so. So he could play. I don't. Know, I don't think he would play there against Man City. But that seems like um, a potential um, uh, position that Arteta sees him in. He could also be played at left wing. Um, so yeah, there's like kind of like a a bit of a dilemma there for Arteta in terms of where does he play Saka? Because Saka has to play. He's mm-hmm. he's been our our best player outside of Bamiyang this season. So mm-hmm. he deserves to play. He's he should be there on merit. Um, it's just sorry. What's his best position? Sorry to cut you up. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen him at left wing. I I still do not fancy fancy him much as a winger. Um, <clears throat> but I need to be honest with myself and say I haven't really seen um 
Saka as a left winger. But I'm just I'm just taking this from what I see of him as a player. Um, I don't really see anything particularly special about his one-on-one ability. So I have doubts that he could be a good winger. But I think at the same time, he deserves his chance. You know, he deserves his chance. It's not like ever anyone else is pulling up trees in these positions, you know? Mer- merit FC over here, mate. Everyone deserves uh, That's all we got. That's all we got. We've, we've only got the merit, you know? So, um, yeah, so, so there's, there's, a few, there's a few possibilities. In terms of, like, Arteta's team um, against Man City, obviously a lot of people are making, you know, a note that, you know, maybe obviously, well, obviously Arteta will know Man City team better than any other manager in the league. Quite, I, I don't, I, I don't really know how much that's going to help us. But I think, I think these these games without fans, they turn into more coaching battles and more pl- like play, player ability versus player ability. The, the 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 lack of fans takes away that the great, that factor. The great there. equalizer. Yeah, yeah. So I think it becomes more of a a player ability versus player ability kind of thing. Obviously, Arsenal lose heavily. <laughs> if it comes down to eleven v eleven, um, we also lose heavily when it's when when, it, when you when you bring in the the squad factor. But I guess the unknown the unknown factor is is how good a coach Arteta is, and I think this period um, without fans is gonna is is gonna show us a lot more about Arteta and what he's made of what. You know what he's actually going to bring to the table, so it's going to be interesting seeing this team he puts out. I, I personally think he'll go with well, something quite you solid. That, we've got a listener question which links quite well into that. It's from uh, underscore nomics. Did say thank you for sending the question, brother. Hopefully, you can be on the podcast uh, next week. We barely had that, but thank you anyway. Um, he asks, "What team would you pick if you were Arteta?" So since we're here, we may as well, you know, two yeah. birds, one stone. Um, I think. So I think he'll, he'll probably go with similar teams that he finished uh, the back end of, well, I say last season, but when the season had a break. So that will be Leno, obviously, in goal. Bellerin will start. Louise will start. I would imagine Mary will play. You've not seen the fella. I've seen the fella twice. You know, no idea how good he is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and probably Tierney at left back. Um, and I could, I could see... I could see Saka playing left wing. Oh, I don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough one. It would either be Saka at left back and um, and Aubameyang at left wing. It just depends on where, whether he's going to play Aubameyang up front. He might he might play Aubameyang left wing. If he plays Aubameyang left wing, I think Saka will play left back. And then and then a midfield three. A lot of people have been talking about this this week. I think Joe Willock should play. Um, personally, I think anything else is going to be too lightweight. I think we need legs in there to really, <laughs> you know, really match uh, Man City's um, physicality, their athleticism. We need to we need to match their work rate. We need to we need to be there with them in a fight. So I, I would I would be looking at someone like Willock to to go with Xhaka and Xhaka maybe Torreira. Um, but yeah, I, quite quite what Arteta is going to do, I, I'm not too sure. I, I personally would stick Aubameyang up front. I would go Reese Nelson. I would go Saka, and do a, do a midfield three of Joe Willock, um, Torreira, and Xhaka, and and see how see how that get see how that gets us. Cool. Calling all carriers. 
Schneider's new Freight Power app makes it easy to find and book reliable loads instantly, so you spend less time hunting for freight and more time hauling it. Download the Schneider Freight Power app today. Available now at the App Store and Google Play. Uh, got a question from Superfly MK. Do you think a manager will get sacked before the season ends? Hmm. Um, mm, that's a good question. Yeah. I doubt it, man. With what's going on, that would be a bit... A bit, a bit rogue. Yeah, a bit yeah. weird. But, but True say Liverpool tried to do a furlough thing. So imagine like, Klopp <laughs> just loses all these I was gonna say, how's it gonna work? Like, if, if a man gets sacked, what, what, what's, how's it gonna work? Like, what, they're gonna get like some special discompe- uh, compensation or something? How's, God, uh, it, how's it work? God, God knows, man. But I, I don't know. It'd be brutal if a club did that. Yeah, I can't yeah. see it. Yeah, you, you look at the table, and it, you've got obviously Liverpool top, City second, Leicester third, Chelsea fourth, United fifth, Wolves sixth, Sheffield United seventh, Tottenham eighth. Jose, be careful. Arsenal ninth, Burnley tenth. Palace 11th, Everton 12th, Newcastle 13th, Sutton 14th. Sutton have just given their manager like a new four or five-year contract, haven't they? Brighton yeah. and Hove Albion 15th, West Ham 16th, Watford 17th, Bournemouth 18th, mm. Villa 19th and Norwich 20th. Um, I don't really feel like there's any necessary like standout in regards to, oh, who could that after? Who, who was under pressure before like the break? Like, Was there anyone... Like really under pressure, and the breakers and the breakers got them a few months' salary. Can't, like. can't, even, <laughs> can't even remember, mate. If there was anyone no. under any pressure, can't can't even remember. And um, was was Eddie Howe under some pressure at Bournemouth? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, because they're in the relegation zone, right? Did you mm. say Bournemouth for relegation? Yeah, yeah, I think I think, I think Eddie Howe is someone though that I don't think Bournemouth would sack him. I think they they're more likely to give him the grace because he has done so well for them as uh, you know. He's taken them from what? No, is it from League Two up to the Premier League? Is that is that right? Well, League One there. to the Premier League. Yeah, he's been there the whole way. Yeah. But I think the so, conversation is. I think the conversation was around: Do they get rid and bring somebody else in, or do they get relegated and let him build them back up again? Because me, they, me personally, I would get rid of him because I think he's hit his ceiling. Do you? But do and, you think so? Because I mean, there, he, there was somebody. He was somebody that a lot of people had an eye on, perhaps making a step up to the <laughs> highest, highest level. Yeah, I, I think he, I think he could. I think, I, I think he could. I, I think just because, just because maybe um, your time has run out at a club, it doesn't make you a bad coach. You know, I think we still have to remember all the good things that he did for Bournemouth. He made Bournemouth one of the most exciting teams to watch in the Premier League. And I know they've had they had a fair bit amount of money to spend, but not huge amounts. I mean, their wage bill is probably one of the smallest in the Premier League. So to do that on quite a limited budget. Um, with players like Steve Cook in defence, it's it's an achievement. And yeah, he's he's having his first struggle season, and we and maybe we'll see a lot about his character and how he deals with this kind of thing. Um, he he might you know he might have been able to reinstall some new ideas over this break. You know, some fresh confidence amongst the amongst the team. This break, I think there's also a question about what team uh, is going to benefit most from the pandemic. That might actually be Bournemouth. Because they might get a new lease of life from this break, you know. Um, mm. So, but I, me personally, I, it, it, I'd be looking to if pre pre Corona, I would have been looking to get rid of Eddie Howe because I think he had hit his ceiling, and um, I still think he could get a, a decent job, um, like a, a team that's with a high reputation in Bournemouth. Okay, okay. Um, 
From our Discord community, we've got a question from Adil. Do you think there'll be a massive gap in fitness levels between the top of the league and the bottom, or will we see more surprising results than usual? I think the, I think the smaller teams are going to be fitter, bro. Like them, man. As I said, as I said earlier on, um, when we was having pods uh, during lockdown, them man have been training underground, and where everyone's been, you know, lax and you know, enjoying enjoying lockdown and enjoying the break or whatever. Sheffield United say, we have a chance to get into the Champions League. Hey, 100% they did, they did secret training, bruv. 100% they did secret training. Wolves to say that. 100% they did secret <laughs> training. Funny enough, you, me- you mentioned that in, in Austria, obviously Salzburg have won the league, what, the last eight, nine, maybe ten years in a row. Yeah. Uh, this season, they were behind a club called Lask Linz. And mm. they were found to have started training earlier than teams were allowed. Um, and they ended uh, up being docked like 12 points. And now Salzburg, oh, yeah, and now Salzburg are, are top of the league again. And they're playing today, actually. Well, um, I should but... be just drinking from the bottle now, you know. <laughs> it's, water. <laughs> it's water, I hope. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Sevi, yeah, that, 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 that point you make is, without, is not without precedent, actually. And I think you're, you're right. Any opportunity to gain an edge with everything that's at stake, especially with the reduced revenue these clubs are going to have, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? 100%. The Sheffield United lads, they love it. They love no, it. They love it. And the thing is, they come in fit already. That was, the, that was their USP. They were pamming everybody yeah. with fitness, running everybody to death. Like, so um, that was their USP anyway. So I feel like they're going to be 100% on it. The, the big teams are going to have to get these, are going to have to get the, the games over in the first half, mate. First 60 mm. minutes is where, you, you know, you've got to have to pack them in with goals and then just just rely on your technical ability because, again, like, even when you think about players, like, say, for example, we look at our team, look at Pogba. Pogba's never, ever been the fittest of, you know, fittest player, really and truly. He's missing, he's missed so much of the season and going to come straight into the midfield. Do you know what I mean? Which is actually, well, uh, he, he's only going to, going to be able to play for the first, you know, three, four games or three games, maybe 60, 70 minutes and that's it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And then mm. we're just going to have to put McTominay on and just pure PMP. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, like I, I, I won't be surprised, man, because a, a lot of these uh, smaller teams have stuff to play for. So they've definitely been training. Cool. Uh, got another uh, question from the Discord community from Guna London underscore. Which club do you think has benefited the most because of the temporary suspension of the league? I know Lewis mentioned Bournemouth just now, but are there any other clubs that you think have benefited a lot from this temporary suspension? Leicester, because we're catching them. Yeah, Leicester, Leicester were really Leicester were like the they, pace, weren't they? Like, like they fell off and then they won two games again in like in, in a row, but it was still a bit shaky because indeed he had just come back, but they were still very very shaky. Like those games were like. Like yeah, they just they, they didn't really deserve to win, but they won them anyway. Um, so Getting them Leicester, out of the mud, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Leicester one hundred percent because they were in free, uh, free fall. But then again, they haven't got a easy run of fixtures. Um, that's so, what, that's what I was gonna say as well. I was gonna say yeah. like the thing is with them as well. Now that they have had such a long break, it might be a thing where if they start off bad, I think it will just be a thing where it could be a thing where they just <laughs> they just go down here, and they fall out of it. Like I'm not even. Like, Any risk of them being cool? I think so. I think so. Mm. I think nine games is, bro. You, all you, all it has to be is that they they lose their first one, and it's peak from there, bro. Mm. 
They have played 29 games. They've got 53 points. Chelsea played 29 games, have 48 points. We've played 29 games, have 45 points. Wolves have played 29 games, have 43 points. So if you're talking about another nine games, which is another 27 points up for grabs, um, they've got how many points do you think they need to be confident that the teams below them are not going to catch them? I think if they reach 65 points, they can they can be confident that they, they've secured their, their spot. And 65 points is four, four wins out four of their last... 65 points for top four? I think so. Manchester United, have, Manchester United have got 45 points. How many, mm. uh, they've got nine games left. So the most they, we can get at this point is... Uh, 72, uh, right? 72, so... All oh, right, yeah, yeah. I think 65... What big, what big teams have you got left? Who? Manchester United? Yeah. Spurs, Spurs, Spurs. And that's See, it, that's yeah. a, And that's the thing. If, like, this is what I'm trying to say. If Leicester lose their first one and United beat Spurs, but the thing is, Man United have been struggling against more of the smaller teams, not not the big teams. Like Oli's Oli's got a good record against the big teams. It's the smaller it, teams where you lot fuck does. up against. Which, no, which is why I think I we're think, go on, Jimmy. No, I just think though that with I know that that, that smaller teams thing was a was a thing before Bruno came, especially and since when Bruno did come, they they looked like they were dominating those games, bro. Like it it didn't look like a thing. And then you're talking about Pogba coming back into the mix. Rashford's coming back. Those, I think, bro, them little teams will get those, those little teams will get smacked. I think, I think we're, 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 I was about to say, I think we're one of the clubs who've benefited from this break the most because when you look Facts. at the, the running of games we have, like we say, we wrote the Spurs are one, probably the only big club we have left to play. You, you got Leicester as well. You got Leicester last game of the season. Okay. We'll, we'll call it what you want. Um, so, uh, <laughs> like, um, we'll say Leicester as well is a big club that we have to play. But um, we struggled against the smaller teams. Because we didn't necessarily have the quality to break them down. We've brought back one of the best playmakers in the league. We've brought back Marcus Rashford, who was having the season of his of his life. Um, this can only mean only mean good things for us. So I think we're definitely one of the teams that have benefited from from the from the return of the league. Yeah, facts to be fair. Cool, cool, cool. Um that's uh, okay. I guess this question can be for all of you, but mainly you, Lewis. Again from our Discord community, Kyrie G. What do you want to see? And what do you expect to see from Pepe in these last 10 games? So that's very clear, Lewis. So don't try and muddle it up. What do you want to see? And what do you expect to see? Do you know well, how expect is much lower than yeah, uh, yeah, one yeah, with yeah. my hands? Yeah, don't, I, don't, saw, don't. I, saw, uh, I saw the nice illustration there. Um, the benefits that's how, of it, eh? That, um, that's, that's, that's podding for you, bro. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> what I'd like to see is... Um, <laughs> Well, it goes without saying what I'd like to see. I'd like him to see him doing the best that he can be and doing the best for Arsenal and that's scoring goals, that, creating yeah. goals. Mm. What does uh, that look like, though? What's that the base? That's on? both. That is both. That's being elite. Do you know what it is? I think. Um, oh, hello, hello. I think, oh, easy, easy. We, I we think, ain't fighting. <laughs> we ain't fighting, mate. <laughs> I think. I think Arsenal fans, whether they would admit it or not, really want to see Pepe being a leader on the pitch, and so far. Yes, he has been decisive in a few games, okay? He has popped up with a goal, with an, imp- with an, an important goal or uh, an important in- assist. But he hasn't been our offensive leader. He hasn't been the guy to, to really put us on his back. And for 72 million, that's what you're, you're signing a player to do. There's, there's, no, there's no debate about it. No Arsenal fan can sit here and tell you. They can tell you all the stats in the world. 
there is no one can sit there and tell you Pepe has put us on his back. Not one game, but maybe the game where he came on and slapped two free kicks in when he came off came on um, as, uh, as a substitute in Europa League. Yeah. But there hasn't there hasn't been another game where he's you know where he's done that where he's put us on the back, and that is what we expected from Pepe when he joined. So more of that, a couple performances like that, because the, the thing is, is we're looking for something. Yeah, you're right. Our season is probably over, but we're looking forward to next season now. And these last nine games are, are really going to signify, um, you know, what the mood is going to be like going into next season. You know, if Pepe has, you know, five or six more stinkers where, or, you know, he's not getting in the team because Nelson is playing and stuff like that. What does that say for him next season? You know, what does that say for him next season? He really needs to pull his finger out. And I don't know if, I don't know if he has it in him. I don't know what his intrinsic character is like. I don't, know what, I don't know what his mentality is like. At Lille, it's all right leading Lille to, to, to winning games on, you know, in France on the counter-attack and stuff like that. But what are you like when you've got to take the game to teams? What are you like? Have you got it in your locker, son? Let me hear it. Let me see it. Okay. Um, what do you expect to see? Because I, I knew oh, you'd do that. Cool, you took cool. about... One, one goal, one assist. <laughs> <laughs> one, one penalty, a, a scuffed finish probably, and, uh, and a, cheeky, a cheeky lob in, in, in for Aubameyang to score a goal. And uh, I oh. think that's probably all we'll get, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, and I can foresee... I can foresee him even being rotated a lot with Nelson. I think I think Arteta really likes Nelson, and and the last few games, I think Nelson was really good against Chelsea. Um, he was good against Portsmouth in the cup. I think Arteta is is chomping at the bit to give Nelson a chance, and if Pepe gives Arteta the opportunity to do it. I think him. Arteta will, 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 will drop him. So, do you think Arteta sees him, Nelson? I don't know much about the player. So what do you see in Nelson? Um, I think like? he sees him as a project. Okay. I think Arteta is a coach. Um, he, he's he's going to take players on and make them his personal projects. And I think the way Arteta sees success is, is, through, is, is not just through the team's position in the table and how they perform on the pitch, but also the development that he sees within certain players. Those are success stories for him. So um, Nelson, he'll probably see as someone like Raheem Sterling, taking him under his shoulder and seeing if he can develop and push him onto that next level. I, I don't see it with Maurice Nelson. I don't see it. But Arteta is a more qualified man than me. Um, he knows a lot more about football than I do. So we'll, we'll just have to see how that turns out. But, but I don't really have much faith in, faith in Maurice Nelson. Okay. Um, got a question from Boyom9895. Do you think players would benefit more being thrown into the deep end at a high level, example, young CR7 and Rashford, or going on loan to mid-table teams for game time, like Ruben Loftus-Cheek? I think case-by-case basis, man. just depends on... It actually depends on a player, depends on where the team's currently at. So, for example... um, at a time that Rashford was under Jose and things weren't going well, it would have maybe served him well to get away from Jose. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Um, however, Ipswich, yeah? 
No, definitely not. He, he's not fucking one of your. Pl- I don't even know your players' names, mate. <laughs> That's the thing. I, t- I don't even know. I don't even know your young players' names, bro. That's how bad it is, bro. What well, is this? Uh, you, 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 you didn't know your own centre backs' names. So it's, I guess it's, that goes for both teams, doesn't it? Is Jack Jack still there? He's a prospect to ask. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. But yeah, like it would have probably served him well to kind of get away from um, uh, uh, Jose. But then again, like if a team's doing well, I feel like uh, depending on your manager, you can always get a chance. Um, I.e. Billy Gilmore, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like he's got a manager that actually, okay, the team's doing all right. They play the right way of football. Okay, he's, he, he's levels. Why not stick him in? So it just literally just depends on uh, the manager, the style of the style of football, and where the team's at. Because again, you've got City, City doing relatively well. Obviously, they would rather be you know challenging for the title or winning the title. But Phil Foden's not getting a, a, a real look in. Do you know what I mean? So maybe it, it would do Phil Foden uh, justice getting away to a mid mid table side and. And 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 batting it up in the prem. I mean, in fact, that's why I think he he, he should definitely get away. Hey, he, because he should come Arsenal, man. I, I, yeah, definitely. I, 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 that's definitely a good shout. That is a that is a six shout. To be fair. That's a that's a six shout. Like send Tobias back, and then yeah, Phil Foden goes Arsenal. That'll be a six shout. Be your best player as well. So um, <laughs> yeah, bro, like, <laughs> um, I think yeah, uh, you know, it just depends. It, the thing with um, loans, especially as well, is like um, the, the best positive about a loan is, is getting game time in it in terms of regular game time. I mean, like you've got to back it, haven't you? That's the backbone of your club. <laughs> yeah, that's the foundation of Chelsea football. It'll be Robert got Marco Van Ginkel on, on loan. <laughs> loan FC. <laughs> yes, but no, I believe it. <laughs> but I think. Um, Obviously, being a Chelsea fan, you've seen so many players go on loan, so many players mm. come back, and then it's like, but the, but you you've seen the, the the pros of it and the cons, and I think in terms of the pros, obviously, is going out there, getting regular game time, getting the opportunity to show um, your your parent club like exactly what you can do. So a perfect example of that recently would probably be Mason Mount, where he went. He went to the Dutch league. He was one of the best players on the team. If not, I think one season he was the best player on the team as well um, for the year. And then he obviously went Derby and <clears throat> he had a decent contribution there as well. And now he's obviously playing for Chelsea. So it worked out for him that way. But then you've got you've got players that, players like, I don't know if you guys know him, but obviously there's a guy called Lewis Baker. And Lewis Baker is a player. Yes, yes, we're very familiar, Jermaine. He's meant to have a, yeah, you, yeah, actually, yeah. You, Remember, we share a group chat with me. Yeah, 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 exactly. But with Lewis Baker, um, you say to someone, oh, Lewis Baker's got bags of ability and no one believe you. But the thing is, he actually has got ability, but the loan system hasn't worked for him at, at all. Every single club that he's gone to, the thing is, you have to go to the club with the right environment, the right manager, the right style of play to suit that player. And I think if a player goes to the wrong club two, one, two, three times, and he's not, he doesn't end up getting regular game time. It just becomes a thing like, it, it becomes another Josh McEachern. You see what I'm saying? And Josh mm. McEachern's spoken about, you can't go from Real Madrid wanting you to then playing for Brentford. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, there's got to be something wrong in the system where, you know, for you to end up, like, be at one end of the spectrum and then end up at Brentford. That, is it, is it the system so or is it just these players making really poor choices? 
that, yeah, that as well. That as well, because they also decide, they can also, you know, tell their managers kind of where they want to go. But you're, you're left in a sticky situation where... I'm even talking about signing contracts. Well, yeah, true, true. But you're left in a situation where you, you, you're not getting game time. So when your parent club turns around to you and says, listen, these are the options, you know, like, um, and your agent, or your agent turns around to you and says, these are the options, like, do you want to go there? You're kind of backed into a corner eventually because you're not getting any game time. So you need to go somewhere. You need to take a chance somewhere. It even happened to um, Van Aenholt as well. Van Aenholt was meant to go to a, to a club in, in Holland um, where Steve McCarran was the manager at the time. And I don't know what happened. Um, oh, no, uh, because Vitesse was our, our um, feeder club at the time, I think we had to send him there. But he didn't want to go there. He wanted to go to FC20. So there you go, brother. And, and, and then it ended up being a thing where he went to Vitesse, he wasn't playing too much at the beginning, then eventually he started to get game time. But that loan didn't really work out for him. The Wigan loan didn't work out for him. So he's ended when, up with Alice now. When you look at the overall picture of loans, like if you were to measure, like say for example, we take every loan deal, okay, and we, okay. And we, and we try and measure whether that loan was a success in some way, shape or form. How many of those loans do you think would be a what success? Process? What do we, like, let's, let's, start, let's start with how we define a loan as being a success. Do we define it as a player going on to have a healthy professional career? Or do we define it as a player having a healthy professional career at the club that loaned them out? I think the... the, the, the so you, you send out a player on loan to, to, to benefit the club, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that be by you selling him for... Um, more money because he's got more game time, so you've managed to get a good transfer fee at him, or he comes back to the team and provides you value as a player, right? Mm-hmm. So I think those those are the two main um, measures for success in, in loan deals, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I would be shocked if even 10% of loans end up um, ticking either of those two boxes. It's minimal, man. I think also like a lot of clubs need to start putting into contracts where the players need to play X amount of games because um, you, as a young player, like um, like Jay said, you, you get put to a team and you're not playing, you're just sitting down because they got mm. some old stalwart who, who's like the captain of the team or who's a mainstay and he doesn't want to you know lose his place to a young young player as good as that young player is. So I yeah. think as, as, as clubs, they need to make it imperative that my player plays 75% of the games or some, something where he's definitely going to get games and also further yeah. development. Because um, I know that's what Liverpool do with, with certain loans, that they have to make sure that their player is playing. Because mm-hmm. what is the point of, of us giving you a player and you're not going to play him? And you're not going to get... Exactly. Arsenal did the same with Enketia at Leeds. And obviously, it got to a point where Leeds weren't playing him anymore. Despite Enketia scoring quite a few goals for Leeds, but um, what's, what's my guy's name? Bielsa. He, um, he weren't playing him, so we took him back in Jan, and now there's an argument to be made that he should start against Man City. You know, there's an, some people will tell you that he should probably start over Lacazette, and I think if you're going on merit, on merit he probably should if you're going to put Aubameyang at left wing. So, um, is that is that a loan that benefited Arsenal? I guess it's hard to say in in that in that regard because, but I I think it does because it's added transfer value to him. So if we wanted to sell him in the summer, we'd get um, significantly more than we would before of that Le- that Leeds loan. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. I, I think I think with some of the loans as well, I think it's not always just based on um on performance as well in terms of like how well they play for the team. Sometimes you want them to get conditioned in a certain league. So I think when you send a lot of players to the championship, they get roughed up a lot in it. Like all of the elbows and all of this stuff in the face and you know these old guys that have been they know all the tricks in the book. Like if you're a young player and you go and play there and you and you manage to get a ton of games there, which is like what Reese James did um for Wigan, then you know when you come into the premiership and you do you know, start to get eased in by the manager or you start the next season, you're not going to be so overwhelmed by the the strength and, you know, the conditioning of, of the players that you're playing against. So, like, sometimes it's just about that as well. Sometimes it might just be a thing where they just want to toughen you up. So even if you lose your games or you don't play that well, you might come away from it just a stronger player in general. You see what I'm saying? So it just dep- it depends what the targets are. Do you know what I'm saying? Different players have different targets. Clubs will have different different reasons as to why you go on loan places, but more more importantly, I think the most important thing does come down to like the game type, definitely. Cool. Um, I think I liked a loan that I think really worked was Christensen's when he went to where did he go to? But he went for two years. No, it was that was back. It? Yeah. Yeah. Was it, was it Gladbach? Was it? Um, oh, Gladbach. Sorry. Yeah. 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 He went to Gladbach. Yeah. That that manager then means that he can consider that player as a part of his plans for two years. And it just means that for a lot of them, it becomes a choice between, okay, give this guy who's leaving in the summer to go back to his club some minutes or give this other player who maybe might be a a younger player or maybe a a squaddy who I know is going to be here or who I plan to be here next season minutes, which will help the team in the long run. You're going to go with the latter. So maybe the idea is that they get to places where the manager's going to play them, but then they stay for two years. So then, you know, they're going to, the manager can be like, okay, every time I'm going to pick you my team because I know next season you're still going to be around. So it's in our best interest for you to become as good a player as you can possibly be this season because we'll immediately benefit from it. But all in yeah. all, um, I think it is what Dan says. You, you back your young players if you want to see them do well. You play them at the club they're at. You make the time. You find the minutes. I think where we're lucky here is also we have that extra cop competition in the Carabao Cup which also means that you can you can blood youngsters in that too but yeah no one's going to ever look after your things better than you will right yeah. so clubs need to re- remember that and the players perhaps need to, to twist their arms in the sense that if you're getting to 17-18 and you can't see your clear path to the first team leave because a lot of the time you'll leave go somewhere lower down the table get that experience where you were you were like a future world year 18 but because that 18 to 21, you haven't played enough, all those other kids you were better than have caught up to you. You go that low down the table, you play and continuously develop. A lot of the time, these same teams come back. Look what Pogba did. These same teams come back round and they have to get you anyway. Do you understand what I'm saying? Rather than I want to stay on Chelsea's books, I want to be a book. Do you want to play for Chelsea or do you want to have a good, long, successful professional career? You know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's the I conversation agree. they used to have. Um, got a question from literally Marvel who's going to have a better end of the season Pogba or RLC two players whose names shouldn't be mentioned beside each other but <laughs> I guess but, but alas they are they are going <laughs> <laughs> so, um, around who do you think is going to have a better end of the season well yeah, Pogba stop. because he's going to play <laughs> if, 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 it's mad because obviously I think I think I think Pogba will have a good end to the season, but it will be interesting to see how 
The question was better, Jay. The question was better. Yeah, bro. What do you mean it's mad? Like, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I do think it's mad. I do think it's mad. I do think it's mad because because the thing is, when when Loftus is playing for Chelsea in an attacking midfield role, one of our best players on the he's one of our best players on the pitch. So, like, real talk. Like, he. he, I don't. You never know, bro. I think I think RLC might score a few goals, bro. To be honest, man. That's cute. That's cute, bro. You lot are talking about your 33 goal, your 33 goal midfielder, 33 goals in one season midfielder banging all the goals, man. He ain't going to be Pogba, is he? You've got to pick one or the other, mate. Like, who's it going to be, bro? Yeah, don't, don't you ain't going to have both of them, you ain't going to have both of them running, like, running around like headless chickens, bro. Yeah, yeah one, Pogba, of them, one of them's got to chill back there. Uh, yeah, he's trying to fill up I, I don't think United game. fans will ever admit, though, that I don't think they would ever say that uh, Pogba would score 33 goals in a, in a single campaign. Pogba's, not, so. Pogba's not here for goals. Um, Pogba's here nah. to make the make, make the play. Make the, the make, play. To make the game. To make, make the, the game. game. Make the game. He's, he's here for comps. He's here for comps. That's what he's here for. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. To be honest, Jay, I'm conflicted. I'm on both sides. I'm on both sides. It's very difficult for me to stay neutral here. That's all I'm hearing. I agree. I agree, Jay. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Well, I think you just have to factor in that RLC is coming back off a, a calf injury and typically those tend to take about a year for the muscle to develop back and for the player to be physically back where they were before the injury. Obviously, RLC, whose physicality is a big part, he's a good, he's a gifted technical footballer, but whose physicality is a big part of um, his game. I'd just say don't get carried away by his performances against the likes of QPR because the Prem's a different ball game. But no, Mario, don't you think though that all the players are going to be at the same stage f- physically anyway? Like everyone's had two months that, off. But a man who's coming off a calf injury. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been out for a year though. Now he's been out for a year now. Now though, yeah. I, I ain't, I ain't yeah. trying to give him them excuses. Everyone's <laughs> been off for six months. No, Everyone is at twenty percent fitness. Yeah, everyone's severely lacking match fitness. I ain't trying to hear all of this. Oh, he's coming back from an injury. Fuck up. Wow. Fuck all of that. Yeah. He no, is at the same that. stage as everyone that, else. I wouldn't hear huh? that now, though. I no, hear I ain't hearing now. it. Good, Jake, because you're not shameless. That's why. I, I know. I know. I know. There are certain people w- waiting to hold on to that. You know, oh, he's been he's been out for whatever. Like, I don't man. think he's shameless at all. I think it's reality. You know? He's coming off of a serious injury. Like expects his it will affect his mobility. Will affect his explosion. There's a reason that it takes so long for people to come back from that calf injuries because the way when that muscle tears, the way the muscles grow back, they don't all grow back consistently. So until yeah, yeah. yeah, so until all the muscles I know you like this little segment here, Lewis. Until all the until all the muscles come back to the to the same stage, the player's not even ready to play. So they're gonna potentially be setbacks when he starts playing again. So you But he came back before the pandemic, no? Yeah he did. I mean what what Kaz, how long do you want the muscle? Three months. You you, wait the muscle can't build in three months, no? Of three, three months of playing at the highest level, nah, yeah. He's been but, in the gym, man. But, but, but histor- <laughs> historically, it is shown that, and, general- and he hasn't been going libertine as well. Lockdown, it's been closed, so yeah. But the ex- liquor would have probably the liquor, liquor would have probably helped him. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure Sebi's been making private deliveries to him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, I, think, I think he'd be alright. We'll see. Uh, got a question from CXN Cornelius One with an X instead of an O. Um, where do you guys see Arsenal, United, Chelsea and Tottenham finishing by the end of this league campaign? Arsenal at the bottom. Oh, 20th? No, I mean, oh, <laughs> what, in uh, uh, in terms of those four teams, like who's going to finish? Where or just guys... in terms of their respective positions? Uh, well, you're going into more d- detail than CXR Nelius 1 did. 
Um, so I'll ask the question yeah, again. Yeah. Where do you guys see Arsenal, United, Chelsea and Tottenham finishing by the end of this league uh, campaign? I see Arsenal finishing in sixth. Ballsy. I'm, okay. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to have a good run. Face on what, mate? Nothing at all. Just, uh, <laughs> just, just, put, just, just, put, just putting me out of my sleeve. I, I respect that. You've made a career out of that, Lewis. Yeah, so. I have. But no, no. But to be fair, look, Tottenham ain't Tottenham ain't nothing heavy. Um, Wolves and Sheffield United. I can see that. Like Wolves draw hella games, so they're they're a bit like us. So do they, you? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're a bit like us. They, us and Wolves. I think we've got pretty much identical records this season. You know, we've okay. we've drawn like thirteen games. Okay. Um, so, but I, I think. I think um, if we can start just winning a few more games, I know it's a big, big thing to ask, but um, I, I can see us finishing above Sheffield United and Wolves. So um, I think sixth place is a realistic aspiration. Uh, how about United and Chelsea? How do you guys see that shaping up? I think United are going to finish top four, personally. Yeah, I, I, think, think, I think you guys are going to be strong yeah, on this uh, mm-hmm. back end. Keeping Oli in the job, which is, you know, I don't mind it. You don't mind at all. I, I, I think, I think um, Pogba and Rashford come back is massive. Ollie's better than Arteta, by the way. So. Okay, that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I, I respect that, Lewis. Sebi wanted the bite. You didn't even give it to him. You feel so empty now, Seb. Like, ah. hey. <laughs> what's, what's hello. Empty like my hello bottle. Uh, gonna drench himself with LO after the point. <laughs> um, and and so you feel you see you see Chelsea finishing fifth, yeah? Yeah, I think Chelsea finished fifth and um I think Leicester will just about hold on. Yeah. Mm. I think they've got a good enough gap that 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 that'd be fine. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh Jermaine, do you, do you care to add anything to that or are you just gonna let that marinate? You're muted, Gov. Uh, I, I think we'll finish fourth still. I think okay. we'll finish fourth. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't I expect it, you to say anything uh, else, really. No, nah, the, the, <laughs> nah, the, the only game... <laughs> the only game... Oh, hey, bro, you know what? <laughs> we might even finish third, you know? Let's start, let's these Chelsea fans, they, they breed them all the same, you know? They breed them all the same. We finish third, you know? Leicester better be careful, fam. Don't leave that first game, guys. Leave that first game, To be fair, you're only five points. You're only five points behind Leicester. I'm telling you, bro, if they lose... I just don't trust... I don't trust you lot to score enough goals. This is the thing. Like, I, I, I know I've been saying it from the start of the season, but... Yeah, I, I, that's been our biggest problem. Biggest Leicester's draw, first game is, is away against Watford. Who were on a good run themselves, weren't they? Or, or mm. had that come to an end? Or had that come to an end? No, no, Watford, Watford were on a good run because... Um, what? Oh, oh, were they not? No. Or maybe they weren't, actually. No, I, I thought they hired a new coach. The only thing is they just, they just beat Liverpool, innit? Yeah, but oh. they, yeah, other than that, they had, they had one win in five. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, because it was like Nigel Pearson came. Everyone was like, "Oh, that comes Nigel Pearson to get Watford winning before Arsenal Arteta against Arsenal winning." Yeah, probably watching like, okay. watch, probably watch the same episodes of uh, Only Fools and Horses that Lamps was. Yeah, well, well, no, Nigel Pearson definitely was. I know he's a big fan of. <laughs> I know he's a big fan of Trigger. Yeah, <laughs> as well. <laughs> now you know what? If 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 Liverpool wrap up the league, obviously before we play them, then. The only big game we've got is C, I think. Okay. Big game. Fam, Ch- I just, Chelsea have a bad run in. 
Yeah, we got a, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a... Oh, I can't lie. Oh, we got, I think so... we still got Sheffield as well. We still got Sheffield United, but I think you lot got Sheffield United as well. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. You got them at home. Yeah. Look, 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 wait, but look at them at you falling like, oh, Sheffield United. That's who we're talking about. Wow. <laughs> no, but they're 30. They're 30, though. They're 30. They're 30. They're 30. That's so yeah. to how poor we are. To be yeah, honest. exactly. No, ain't no but Liverpool or they're City still, worrying they're still about. They've been good though. Yeah, yeah, they have, but ain't no City or Liverpool worrying about Sheffield. Worrying about Sheffield. I think, I think Sheffield United, they're a, they're a strong side. I think they're, they're they're strong at home as well. And I think this pandemic thing, it it I think you're going to see more away wins. So I think those tough away Ooh, games. Okay. Those, yeah, well, we're seeing it in Bundesliga oh, already. Sorry, no, no, no. sorry, I know, sorry, I mistook what you said. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, we're seeing it in Bundesliga. Another weekend where I think only one um, away team won. I think that was um, Dortmund. I think it was, and that was like that was late. So, and that's been a common trend in in Bundesliga since it's returned. Is a lot of away wins. I think the mm-hmm. home advantage factor is really yeah, is, yeah, has just disappeared tough. now. So, um, teams like Sheffield United, who you know have got good good like strong home teams, uh, home records that are like. They could bang with the with the top side in terms of their home record. I think um, they don't score a lot, though, do they? They I'm don't, but you know, they, they the probably is, still. You know, they're, pro- they're probably not. Nothing's gonna. Not much is probably gonna change about the, these teams. It's just you know where, whether where, they can sustain think, it. Where I think we might we might um, hurt teams coming back here is that throughout the season we started off very quick and very well in the first half. Like we we were we panned so many teams in the first half, but we just didn't convert. But I think if that okay. happens now after this long break, if that happens now after this long break, I think in even though like I think I think where Giroud will, will probably be playing as well instead of Tammy, I think a lot of these teams, I think we might punish them early on. I think they'll make more mistakes and stuff like that as well. So I mm-hmm. think I think first four or five games I could see us going on a decent decent run of wins. I can't remember. Yeah. But you don't you don't want to hold another happens. four piece. You don't want to hold another four piece like you did. Lamps might do the Lamps might do another seven game seven game winning streak, cousin, and then we we hold and drive them. So. I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, uh, final question from Undisputed Less. In your opinions, what is Manchester United's best midfield combination? Mm. But Tom's got to be in there, isn't he? No. Bugle, Bruno, and Fred. Mm. Do you feel Fred's a bit lightweight for that for that deepest midfielder role? Do you know what? It's just a, he's a man. It, he, gets, he gets run ragged. He does, he, man. He does. Yeah. Like to be fair, yeah, Fred would work if we had like a different manager with like a different system in it. Do you know what I mean? But if we're keeping it G rule, we gotta have to keep. Uh, we're gonna have to put Matic in there, bro. Because as okay. I said, Matic has a good. He has always. He's got a good burst of five games in it. Do you know what I mean, regardless, <laughs> that's halfway there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's halfway He's got, to the finish line. That's halfway to the finish line, bruv. Matic has got a good five game running him. Do you know what I mean? He every time he comes back, even from injury or it's the start of the season, first five games, six games, he looks like a sick. top player. Yeah, he looks yeah. sick in it. So it just makes sense to play Matic, um, Fred, and Pogba just for now in it, and then. Um, yeah, I don't know. So it's a bit of a difficult one because. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd like to play McTom. It's just that his his passing aspect. If he's gonna play the deeper, if he's gonna be the deepest per, uh, player, it's it all fine and well. It's, yeah, it's all fine and well winning your duels and being in the straw or whatever. But if you're then like your passing is a bit whack, then it kind of defeats the purpose. And then Pogba's got to drop in, and the whole thing's mm. kind of fucked up in it. So That's yeah, all right, though, isn't it? Because isn't that okay? Like Pogba doing that job, 
Because if you've got if he's got help in if he's got help in advance if he's got help in advanced areas like Bruno, okay, before, okay. then Pogba, then it's Pogba okay Deepest. for Pogba it's, it's okay. Pogba deepest link in the midfield and defence. Then you've got Bruno to then be the player that links the midfield and attack. And yeah. McTominay, who's made it very clear, and we already knew this, that his best attributes are off the ball, so running box to box. people, We know that he will definitely track he'll back. He'll kick the cover. shit out of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'll yeah, track, yeah. He'll he's, track. Got P, he's got PMP as well, decent, decent, third, decent third man runs, and he'll definitely yeah. track back. Um, on paper, that sounds decent, to be fair. Yeah, no, Pogba's best in transition. I think if you want a solid team for that, like, I'm, ooh, you make you raise a good point, Lewis. You raise a good oh, point. Well, you know Lewis. that's why I'm here, Mariah. You know, like you know, I'm not. You don't pay me for anything for nothing, well, do you? A, a broken clock is right twice a day, mate. There we go. Well, I think I've been right a few times today, actually. <laughs> I guess we'll end it on that note. To be honest with you, uh, there's not much to be said after that. Uh, so, um, uh, I want to thank you guys all for your time, Lewis. A pleasure, uh, Seb. Good to see you, brother. Uh, Ellis, listen, if you need that hangover cure, just just drop me a PM. I, I've got a few things that I've, I've used in the past. Oh, sorry, boy. Uh, Jermaine, always good to have you on, bro. Thank you. So uh, thank you once again for listening, guys. Uh, take care. using a manual razor? Join the facial hair revolution with the Philips Norelco One Blade. This innovative tool lets you trim, edge, and shave your beard or stubble with ease. One Blade, your style, made simple. Available at Walmart. Sports Social Podcast Network.